is the My Michelle Live podcast. Weekend Review, a look back at the week. It's My Michelle Live Weekend Review. Here's Michelle. And Adam Rosieri, he is my co-host, my cohort, and completely cool guy taking on the week's news with me, and we are unspinning it and putting it back in order, right? This is our mission. This is what we're doing for you by the end of this program. You will have heard what the news should have probably reported, but likely didn't. Adam, happy weekend to you. Hey, happy weekend indeed. I'm going to basically be spending my weekend like behind the door of my house because as I was sharing with you just a bit ago, the wife, she came down with the Rona and she's doing really well, which is great. But we spoke to her doctor and she was like, yeah, CDC guidance is to quarantine for five days. And I quickly interrupted the nurse and I was like, well, what do you guys advise? Because the CDC is not really that trustworthy. <laughs> Just, what do we, but you know what? The good thing is most important thing, the wife's doing, the baby's okay. The baby now has natural immunity. So you know what? We're just going to take the weekend for what it's worth and maybe watch some Netflix or something. There you go. Do some binge watching. It's going do some binge to watching. be okay. In fact, we do have some COVID updates that we're going to be giving a little bit later in the program, but let's start ourselves out with a temperature check. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Rona. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, let's start with a little temperature check on the country and just how Americans are feeling about the direction we're headed. I was looking at Real Clear Politics polling and the thing I love about their website is they aggregate like a lot of polls. So you can look at a lot of data there. And really, it's no surprise, guys. Almost 71% of Americans think that we are in the wrong, heading in the wrong direction. Only 23% of Americans think that we're headed in the right direction. And when you see the media this week just touting its big win, this Inflation Reduction Act, which is just such a joke, look to the key issues and, and you'll understand why Americans feel the way they feel. If you look at inflation, if you look at the economy, crime, immigration, foreign policy, the Ukraine situation, each one of these issues are issues where overwhelmingly the American public feels that we're doing the wrong thing. Inflation with Biden, as far as his job approval is concerned, almost 70% of Americans disapprove of how he's handling things. So when you see him parading this Inflation Reduction Act, don't, don't forget this fact. Right now, the far left is spending over $10 million to promote this particular bill. They're spending tons of money that they shouldn't be spending just to make you like this bill. And the thing <laughs> is, you should be aware of what that bill is before it's actually voted on and passed. It's like the way they're doing it, they're just like, they're like, you know what, we're just going to pass this and then we'll sell it to them. That's not the way things are supposed to work in our society. Our lawmakers are supposed to work for us, not for themselves. Dude. And when you look back to the reason for this bill and just what it exists to do, the title does not match the contents. Like Michelle, like $700 billion really in this bill for inflation reduction. It doesn't do any of that. No. And so spending money to get you to get excited and this bill is like going out with a loser when he takes you to a real nice restaurant and he whines and he dines you and he's still a loser. There's not going to be a second date. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to go out with you, Biden. Your date is over. Aviator Joe. 
Amy and Joe, Michelle. <laughs> You're right, though. This bill literally makes you spend money to, quote, save right. money. Oh, Americans are strapped for cash, man. People are trying to handle the fact that food is so much more expensive than it was last year. Gas is super expensive right now. They're trying to harp on this. For one thing, there's a $7,500 tax credit in this bill for electric vehicle purchases, which, oh, by the way, the average electric vehicle is over 20000 more than your typical consumer gas-powered vehicle. And while there is a $7,500 tax credit in the bill, the automakers raise the price of their vehicles by about that same dollar amount. So it's just like, really, guys? There's Yay. tax credits for solar panels so, and for wind turbines. So like, wh- how do we just pull it into our pockets and find this fiction, this, this like fictitious cash? Um, the American wait, wait. household can't print money like the government does. Is this Democrats' version of a tax cut for the rich? <laughs> oh okay um, wtf yeah. wtf mate <laughs> instead of like actually handling inflation we're talking about 369 billion dollars for global, global warming, warming which by the way like none of this would actually take place or like give like value till 2100 like the year 2100 and they're talking about reducing like the global temperature by an undetectable amount. So like, how do you measure success there? It's just so stupid, Michelle. Yeah. And that's great. If you can have a goal with an unmeasurable success rate, then you can do just about anything. It's smoke and mirrors. (laughs) And that's part of the problem here. I, I am a strong believer in good stewardship, that there are things that we can do to improve our environment, to take care, to be good caretakers of the earth that God's given us. Absolutely believe in that. But we do stupid things that the pipeline was an a perfect example. We are still dependent on oil. So why wouldn't we have the oil in a place where it's in a pipeline instead of more emissions being out there from trains and automobiles and trucks? Why wouldn't we have it somewhere where we can keep an eye on it and have even extreme environmentalists with a hawk eye on it, making sure that it is pure? It just doesn't make sense. We'll talk more in this episode of Weekend Review on My Michelle Live about some of the hypocrisy and We always do this, Adam, don't we? Bring it back to the worldview. If your worldview breaks down eventually, you got to scratch your head and say, okay, maybe I need to challenge my worldview. There it is. There it is. And But right now, be scared. But like right now, be scared, like all of us, because another thing in this Inflation Reduction Act, Michelle, 87,000 new IRS agents. And they're saying that they're not going to audit people who earn less than $400,000 a year. But look at statistics. Families under 75,000 are four times more likely to be audited. So are you telling me that we're going to double this, more than double the size of the IRS, make it the largest government agency in the history of the greatest country in the world? Adam, let's talk. We're not going to see more audits. Let's talk about the kind of IRS agents that they're trying to hire, the information that both you and I researched on the IRS's page. They're looking for people who are willing to go all out. Uh, They want people who are willing to carry weapons and willing to do whatever it takes. These are, that's some of the language. You saw it too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're looking for South Park character versions of law enforcement for the IRS. It's really scary. They're looking for people that literally will be almost a militarized audit patrol. And they're sitting here in the United States here in a, 
and oh, armed, armed in a armed, time where for sure. they want to disarm law-abiding well, American citizens. Michelle, maybe that explains why the IRS has been purchasing up ammunition and firearms in bulk. They're sitting here trying to stop the private citizen from buying firearms. Next week, August 24th, by the way, part of your Second Amendment is eroding. You're not going to be able to buy the lower 80% firearms, which a lot of the hobbyists and private gun makers turn to for building their own guns at home. It's a hobby. But it's also a way to build a firearm that isn't serialized and isn't registered or recorded by the government. Law-abiding citizens do this kind of stuff. Why is the IRS trying to stop the private citizen from exercising their constitutional rights when in their back office they're sitting there stack, bulking up and stacking up on, on armor and ammo and firearms? They're assuming that the American taxpayer is evading taxes. In our country, you're innocent until proven guilty. At least that's how it well, was once upon a uh, time. And, and so they're awkward. sitting here now just assuming that everyone's evading taxes. And also, too, raising the corporate the corporate income tax by 15%. So if you're going to raise taxes on a company, that's going to basically make it really hard for them to give raises to their employees. And oh, by the way, like inflation teetering close to 10%. Shoot. So inflation's up close to 10%. The, the tax rate's going up by 15%. Like, Man, when the dollar is already just getting like stretched so thin, we shouldn't be giving more of it to the government. More of it should stay inside the private sector for us to use and be so innovative with. It doesn't always add up. And that's a part of the story of the Inflation Reduction Act. Let's go through and unspin a little bit what is being said and what might actually be the truth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's funny. You see both media outlets and then also politicians alike Walking back from the title, Inflation Reduction Act. So I'm just going to call this person like what she is. Caitlin Collins from CNN, the chief White House correspondent. Her tweet before Joe Manchin and was at the White House to watch Joe Biden sign the bill. Her tweet was, Senator Manchin is here at the White House for President Biden's signing of the climate tax and health care bill. Okay, why not just title it that? Like, at least be honest in the title. And it's just, it's absurd. And the thing is, I think... They had to go with that kind of title to give Joe Manchin the verbal weaponry that he needed to go back to his voters and well, try to make it look like he he's doing admitted, the right thing for inflation. He outright he admitted that the Inflation Reduction Act won't even, his words, won't tame inflation for Americans anytime soon. Exactly right. When you're spending over $700 billion that we don't have, that's just going to make inflation worse. Dude, you want to make times better for Americans? Just give us back a refund of $700 billion to every American that paid that paid taxes last year, right? Just, right? $700 oh, yeah. billion, Just say, oh, or how about not spending it at all and just having better well, policies? But that's the, maybe asking the, too much. The billions going into Ukraine, the billions that were wasted in Afghanistan. We waste so much money as a country. Our government makes so much, so many bad decisions with our taxes. Yeah, like that's a that, terrible thing. And that's why we're where we're at. Like that 10 billion or 10 million it, rather on exactly. ads to promote the Inflation Reduction Act, to make you like it, to whine and to dine you and you make you think that the smarmy mm -hmm. guy that you're out on this date with is really okay. See, but <laughs> here's my question to you. Trust us. Adam, we've seen this kind of propaganda crap play out all over the world, in other socialist countries. Why is it that, as we mentioned earlier in the program, the vast majority are going, I don't like the direction, I, I and seeing through it. Why is it? What is it about America? And 
Are we going to continue that? Or do we have a next generation of indoctrinated children who are going to grow up and go, yeah, hi, I'm the little automaton doing what I'm supposed to do, (laughs) thinking the way I'm supposed to think. I'm wondering, because it is human nature, but yet so many Americans are going, yeah, not in my backyard, baby. Uh -uh. Absolutely. In my America. America! This is not my America. And they're right, man. This is not my America. The thing is, we still have a pretty good diversity of thought across the entirety of our country. You have people from different generations with different experiences. You have people that remember Reagan and fighting against the USSR. You have people that were in the Vietnam War. We still have survivors and, and, and veterans from World War II alive, and they are national treasures. So I think we still have some of that national treasure that we need to remind ourselves of what we've experienced, where we've come from, and frankly, where we can never go again, or what we should really just steer clear Oh, excuse me. I just pulled up a video. It just reminded me. Maybe it's because we still remember people like Ronald Reagan, who had this to say about some of the violent protests. This is maybe what we would have heard from Ronald Reagan if he were here during some of the MLB riots and the Chop and Chaz situation. Take a listen to this. I was picked a few days ago in California by some youngsters that had signs that said, make love, not war. Trouble is, they didn't look like they were capable of doing either. <laughs> the fellow that was doing the talking had a haircut like Tarzan. He walked like Jane and smelled like Cheetah. What a legend. What a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, that's going on today, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. But what brought Reagan actually up through the ranks and got, gave him such popularity is he wasn't afraid to call a spade. But at that time, the media wasn't as empowered or woke to launch a full-on campaign against him. But yet, it still isn't working. And we can see that in this week's news, my friends, as you're watching or listening, that, for example... Far-left news programs are starting to get the boot. Nobody's hungry for that kind of serving anymore. Nope. They're trying to serve it, but we're not eating it, man. Brian Stelter is a great example of this, Michelle. He's out from CNN. Jeffrey Tubin is out. By the way, like he should have been out a long time ago for his little indiscretion. I think probably Don Lemon's next. I mean, that guy's just like, his candle's burning out, man. But that's the thing. We're finally starting to see some of these really extreme media talking heads finding their way to the exit right now brian stelter like every good elitist his exit from cnn is special he's going to walk away he's got three years left on his contract but cnn is going to continue to pay him for those three years to basically just not work 99.999 percent of americans who are fired from their job they get like maybe two weeks severance if they're lucky i say that that's the left-wing idea you should just get paid for doing nothing Exactly I mean, I'm right. sorry. So, Maybe that's crossing the line. I'm sorry to our liberal <laughs> friends because I respect you. And there are great thinking left leaning. And I'm not even going to say liberal anymore because that's gone to such an extreme that it's giving left leaning ideologists a bad name. We need each other. Yeah. We need to. I, I say this all the time, so don't get tired of it. But the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So having someone with a different ideology, this is why it's good. That's why we don't right. shut people down. That's why people should never be denied. denied. We should denied. never be denied because we need to work things out you otherwise 
power unrestrained becomes tyranny. Exactly we need right. to challenge each other. That's all what I'm you, saying there. But well, someone, so right on. You're so ahead. right on, Michelle. We do need that check on power. We do need the balance. And without the balance, then one side goes to its extreme. And so that's you. May, you make a great point there. But thankfully, I think we're seeing kind of the American public checking the media. That's why CNN Plus burned out after a couple of weeks. Right? That was. <laughs> A light bulb that was on just as fast as it was off. Bye. Nobody wants it. And that's just par for the course. It's the same thing's happening with MSNBC streaming app. I don't know what Jen Psaki is going to do when she's over there at, at MSNBC. It seems like they're oh, struggling to get viewers, right? Yeah, um, well, there you go. And what about this story? Liz Cheney? Wow, she was ousted in a landslide, Adam. Oh, yeah. What a great example of... What happens when a politician stops representing their people? Liz Cheney was ousted in a landslide. Just two years ago, she won like 73% of the vote, which is quite a bit. And then she basically just became this politician who only focused on orange man bad syndrome, this January 6th thing. And she stopped representing really what her constituents wanted her to do when she was there, like actually being their voice. And so now we have Harriet Hageman, who's going to be probably the next congresswoman from, from Wyoming. And what well, good for her. She's someone who claims to reject the whole D.C. the, the DC swamp thing. She's going to actually represent the will of, of the people, whatever that will might be. Obviously, it'll change as time comes our way. But Liz Cheney, just like Adam Kinzinger and so many others who were elected to speak for a voice other than their own, they, I think they lost their way. And Michelle, I think this is really the end of the Cheney reign over over conservative politics. Yeah, it's it, they're being ousted to a degree, that ideology. There needs to be, I don't know, we're waking up to what's happening around us. And because things have pushed so far, at the very least, we need to have a pendulum swing. This is part of what we're talking about this week, how the news how the media, how politics are now being found out. And an example of that is what we all, you're dealing with in your household, COVID. This is a big news story. The CDC director has said and admitted, we've made some dramatic mistakes. Duh. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank. Yeah. They made some dramatic mistakes with COVID. She said she should be fired. Everyone should be. People should be fired. Everyone should be fired, including herself. Don't you think? Who's been saying yeah. that? And yet we've been shut down in bringing any kind of challenge to the CDC director. Anyone who brought a challenge, well, shut down, denied. There's not going to be any accountability there, Michelle, which is the unfortunate and very frustrating thing that you know, this organization that should serve the greater interest of public health, it, it became a political wing, just like so many other agencies and branches within the federal government. You know, the DOJ has been weaponized against school board moms. Health and Human Services has been, has been weaponized against children who maybe are, maybe it's someone who's a tomboy. Oh, must be a boy. And now it's just, it's just ridiculous. And so to see the CDC really just inflict tyranny on the people. Michelle, who's going to be held accountable for all those really tragic teenage suicides that took place? because kids were feeling unwarranted levels of isolation during the pandemic. When I was at this kindergarten class for a customer, watching the kindergartner literally take off his mask to sneeze and then put his mask back up, 
It was just like, man, that's just a kid being a kid and not recognizing actual science. Like <sighs> the fact that the flu is more deadly to one of those kids than COVID. Like, yeah. why can't we talk about that honestly? And why can't doctors talk about that honestly without being in fear for losing their jobs? Next week, in, or at least in the coming weeks, Dr. Richard Uso is going to be on our program for Health Watch. And he'll be talking a bit about what we know now. So many peer-reviewed studies on the vaccine and its ineffectiveness, how it was what really perpetuated the biggest spread of the virus uh, and how dangerous it can be to many people. We're also going to be talking about what you can do because, well, people are dropping dead and we want to know, all right, if this is vaccine related, how can we protect ourselves? It's not just about, I told you so, absolutely about protecting you and your family. And that's why getting this information out is so important. The FDA has buried their heads in the sand where pregnant women were concerned with the vaccine. And according to their own information and data, they, this is so sad, 44% mm-hmm. of pregnant participants suffered miscarriages. Watch this. So the headline is Pfizer misleadingly classified the 44% of pregnancies that ended in miscarriage. And this is a direct quote from the report. A Pfizer adverse events document released by the FDA. So again, like misinformation, this is our government releasing this information under court order, right? Process that. This is your tax dollars paying for the release of this information reveals, and this is on July 1st, 2022, due to this court order, right, reveals chilling data showing 44% of pregnant women participating in Pfizer's mRNA COVID vaccine trial suffered miscarriages. And there's the link. Wow. That's Naomi Wolf, CEO of dailyclout.io giving us that information. You can see the link there. This is what's happening. And these are things that we were concerned with all along. And when doctors, not just crazy outlandish talk show hosts like you and I came out and said, wait a minute before you start shooting me up, is this stuff safe? We're talking about doctors who are experts in the field being shut down by basement dwelling Media people, bureaucrats on social media. Oh, no, this is misinformation. Okay, thank you with your degree in basket weaving for letting (laughs) us know that. Come on. Fact checkers. Michelle, this is so, in in a way, triggering to just for me personally, because my, my wife and I went into this pandemic really serious about trying to have a kid. And we went through a lot of effort to not get the virus, right? And to not get the vaccine and to learn more about the vaccine and Mm. to learn more from people who actually got it and were pregnant. I did not want to be the dad who was not allowed to go into the hospital room when my kid's born. But I know that some parents have had to deal with Mm. that. And man, what a terrible thing. But I will say the fact that they would hide this kind of information from the public is so damaging. And it's it's another thing on the list of why not to trust what the CDC tells you right now until they all fire themselves. Uh, can you, can, I actually, through a second degree connection, know somebody who got the mRNA vaccine and okay, lost okay. a baby at 20 weeks. <gasps> oh, My wife sorry. isn't even taking Tylenol for her COVID fever because she doesn't want to potentially give our baby autism as a result of 
any sort of over-the-counter medication. And thank God her body is doing what it's designed to do. It's fighting the disease beautifully. And I'm so thankful for that. But to sit here and see the big pharma and frankly, big government get involved and just send us on such a wrong path. It's, I think, not something just, that we're going to have to not Not just forget. a wrong path, but a mandated wrong path. And that's right. a problem. There are well, still Michelle, companies your... that are mandating vaccines. Just went to a company picnic yesterday and they made sure that, uh, that, all of their employees were vaccinated. And if not, you had to come with a negative test, even though vaccinated people get spread and are even more hospitalizations. We'll find out more about that on our Health Watch episode. But yet these companies are still doing this, but they're plus one. They didn't even ask. So it's just, it doesn't make sense. And this is where you have to realize, even though you see in the media that, oh yeah, this is the way things are. And everybody believes this and they reinvent words and they change definitions. The majority of Americans are still going, no way, not my America. And we have to keep <laughs> pushing for change. And Michelle, you, you said it so well. Like you, you said, basically, if one of the side effects happens to be death, you should <laughs> sure as heck have a choice, right? You should be able to say yes or no. When one of the side effects is death, nobody should be able to mandate It's like that. putting a Russian so roulette right. and putting a gun against your head. Okay, one of these chambers is loaded, but you're going, Sorry. we're going to force you to pull the trigger. And that's a lot of what it's like. Some other things that are going on in the nation, college freshman orientation materials, now that it's getting it into back the school time, is emphasizing one very big thing over free speech. What is that, Adam? I think we can all probably guess, yes, right? Like it's that whole woke thing. This is crazy to me. And this is just more of like socialist indoctrination coming out of the soil as it starts to, to grow into a terribly ugly plant. Less than 30% of schools are discussing free speech and freshman orientation materials. And shocker, 90% of them are discussing diversity, equity, and inclusion. But they don't really mean diversity, equity, and inclusion. They mean isolation. They mean exclusion. They mean entitlement based on Denied. how you look and how you're born. That's totally it. This is a terrible thing. And you're also seeing it hit the, the teachers as well. So they're not just trying to like force feed this to kids, but they're actually hiring and firing and promoting and giving pay raises to teachers that are drinking the Kool-Aid and they're giving them tests to see how much Kool-Aid they're actually drinking. And if they're not drinking enough of that Kool-Aid, they're not getting the promotion. They're not getting hired. They're not getting tenure. That and is that's not where how we talk about iron sharpening iron. There is no one to challenge that. And that's really what should be happening for your children in higher education and any education. Here are differing ideas. How do they weigh out? Here's what that's what we were in a society of science. That's what science is. Test these theories. But what about this? But what about that? But we have started a long time ago with shutting out anything related to intelligent design in science. So there is settled science. There's settled politics. There's settled ideas. Shame on you. And we see that with a lot of hypocrisy that we're going to get to in just a moment. I wanted to bring up another study or story the, uh, with a lawsuit the U, that the U.S. government wrongfully pressured big tech companies to censor speech. And this is actually happening right now. It was reported in the Wall Street Journal. Alex Berenson is back on Twitter. He was banned yes. for nearly a year 
because of COVID misinformation, the kind of things that the government is now admitting now. And last week, the former New York Times reporter, Alex, settled this lawsuit against a social media company. The company admitted error and restored his account. He says that the Biden administration brought pressure on Twitter And he thinks his constitutional rights were violated, much like yours have been, much like mine have been. Mr. Benson unearthed information through the discovery process that confirms that the administration had been asking social media companies to shut down accounts of specific prominent critics of the administration. What? That's right. The Banana Republic kind of backwoods, ridiculous government there. That's not the United States. What the heck happened? That's not my America. That's not my America, man. Get out of here. Michelle, this is. That's got to be the title of the show. That's not my America. America. (laughs) I love it. But this is so validating for everything Jen Psaki was telling us in the White House press briefings. Like, she was very upfront and clear. Yeah, we're having daily, quote, misinformation briefings with Facebook and with Twitter and with Google, frankly. We know this. And frankly, Google specifically, too. Google is able to control the news. So is Facebook. Most Americans get their news from Facebook. And so they're able to choose what you believe to be news and what you're actually presented with. Alex Berenson, like so many others, I'm so glad that Alex Berenson has a platform and has a voice just for having been such a prominent writer. But like you said, the millions of Americans who have just been shadow banned or cut off with no explanation and frankly no no platform or megaphone to use to share the injustice that's taking place yeah and this is why i wanted to highlight an interview i did this week with joshua phillip of epoch times he was this is where i want to talk about how hypocrisy really works let's look at this 60s 70s a little later where he said those people protesting, if they got the government that they're protesting for, they'd all be arrested. The reason they can protest in the streets is because they do not have the government they're advocating for, which is a socialist government. One of the big ironies of this, that I think we are watching this really shock and awe campaign take place. But there's an old Chinese saying when it comes to military strategy, Sun Tzu talked about, when your weak appear strong, when your strong appear weak. And these shock and awe campaigns are a sign of weakness. And that's what I want to comfort you with, is that these shock and awe campaigns, a sign of weakness. And he was talking a bit about Mar-a-Lago, and you can hear more about that in our News and Views interview, about some of the things that went down, the injustice that is indicative of what happened, what is not being reported. When you really see what happened, you say, wow. This is not okay. It wouldn't be okay with Trump. It wouldn't be okay with Obama, who, by the way, had millions of documents in his possession. That's not unlike a president to do that. They were declassified before they left office because a president has power to do that. Plus, a president maintains clearances even after they're out of office. So it's amazing at how this was reported, even lied about it, or it's either they're incredibly bad at their jobs or they're specifically lying to us in the media. Oh, there there was nuclear documents there. No, there wasn't. Oh, there they didn't take his passports. 
Yeah, they did. <laughs> In fact, oh, yeah. they had to apologize for it. So a federal judge this week has directed the DOJ to release these redacted affidavits that were used in the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, because all of the redactions show that they didn't know what they were looking for. They weren't really looking for anything. They were looking for anything, if that makes sense, Adam. Michelle, this is just such a crazy story. And I think you were saying leading to lies. So many lies taking place around this story. And you just look at the Twitter account from Peter Strzok, the corrupt FBI agent that basically colluded to try and stop President Trump from being elected to begin with. Um, he's sitting here trying to make a, a story out of the fact that Trump had multiple passports. Most politicians and diplomats have multiple passports because <laughs> is that they don't just have ignorance? just like a normal. It's got to be ignorance, but I think it's more than ignorance. I, I think it is more than ignorance, Michelle, because he was trying to allude to the idea that perhaps one of Trump's passports was Russian. Are you kidding me, man? Are you really, are you kidding me? It's just, it's such a blatant lie. He has a special kind of passport for being a former president. He has a special kind of passport for being an elected official in general. Of course, he has his normal U.S. citizen passport too. It's just, the stories are just such garbage. And then Michelle, this judge, I have a real problem with the whole judge thing because can you imagine like having to sit in front of a judge who had a strong personal bias against you. If I'm the defense attorney, I'm already like planning for the appeal. The fact that they weren't able to actually have a different judge review this is kind of beyond me. That they sought him out. This was a judge because you probably didn't know this if you're follow if you're just reading the newspaper or following the legacy media. This was a judge who l- literally recused himself from a case involving Trump in June because of his strong personal bias. And yet the FBI, the same people who were involved in the Russia collusion issue, the same FBI agents sought him out to get this through. This well, is crazy. And why does it Michelle, matter? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, gonna, I just wanted to say, like, there, there's no question about the personal bias here. Like we're talking about a judge who has a Facebook account and who posts things on social media. And was it 2017? When Michelle, he was I a think? lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. He's posting this very anti-Trump stuff. So of course he recused himself. And of course these politically biased FBI leaders, I don't want to, I don't want to blast the rank and file of the FBI. I think there are some fantastic people there, but these politically influenced political leaders in the FBI, like you said, shopped around for the right judge to get that signature. It wasn't the Miami office that was going after Mar-a-Lago. It was the D.C. office. And we already know in D.C., if your last name is Biden, Clinton, or Sussman, I guess also, you can get away with anything. There you are. This is where it's important to you, though. Why do we care? We've often said, I think all of us have said to a degree, when some of this was going down, even a president shouldn't be above the law. I thought that. Okay, yeah, a president should be above the law. But what's really going on here? Here's what you need to also consider is should a president be uh, above the corruption of the law? In other words, this is a man who was a sitting president. He is a multimillionaire. He has more lawyers than some third world nations have citizens. And yet he can have, he can not have the due process that he should. Legal uh, searches and targeting can happen. Okay. But what does that mean to you and me who don't have the resources, don't have the lawyers? It's happening all over the nation where people in control 
are abusing their power. And if it can happen to a former president, what can happen to you? That's what we need to take into consideration. The hypocrisy out there is starting to be discovered. And I wanted to just tell you a silly one that happened last night. I was at a a preseason football game NFL and it was pride night. And why your sex has anything to do with if you're gay, if you're straight, I don't, are they going to celebrate straight night? Are they going to celebrate? I like to sleep with well, that my would be husband. Racist, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> it's supposed to be about all of this equity, but you didn't see the equity as the cheerleaders were shaking rainbow colored pom-poms. They were, they were wearing maybe glorified swimsuits, short shorts, and sports bras. But the male cheerleaders were wearing pants and t-shirts. And I'm thinking, why didn't they have short shorts? Why weren't they shirtless? I wouldn't, I don't think either is really necessarily appropriate, especially when it's not really cheering. It's more like exotic dancing. But Where's the equity? Why weren't the men? What, what if they're going to do that? Why aren't the men wearing short shorts and no and no top? Why? And so that's where we see this hypocrisy. Is it misogyny? Yeah, but where's the misogyny if we want to have <laughs> equity? I don't know if that's a word actually. We're gonna uh, go with it. Or just like unHollywood, unHollywood, Hollywood glorifies <laughs> gun violence and yet stands against personal protection with gun with guns right it's such a hypocrisy right. a final news story a medical investigator ruled the baldwin set shooting an accident but nonetheless there's no no one that's really stands too far left of alex baldwin and yet the guy is in these movies that absolutely glorifies gun violence where's that responsibility you want to hold smith and wesson responsible why not <laughs> why not hold alex baldwin responsible why because it's free speech. It really is free speech. Right. So I'm not standing against unholywood. I'm just saying there's a lot of hypocrisy and America's waking up and saying, this ain't my America. So come this on. And that's where we have to end today. Adam, tell folks why they need to subscribe and, and share what we're doing here. Guys, we need you. We need you. You need us. And as the world continues to consolidate power around the wrong things, there's a parallel economy growing and you have programs like this that are growing and thriving and sharing the truth, whereas some of the more mainstream programs are not doing that. So share us, like, subscribe, introduce a friend of the show, help us continue to do what we do. And, and man, thank you for listening too. Thank you so much for listening and sharing your comments with us. We appreciate it because it's time for us to be brave. I'll tell you, this is a dangerous thing for me to do for my career. Right. I've been counseled by so many. Just stick to neutral things. And yet I have to share the God story. I have to be bold about the gospel. I have to be truthful about what's going on in the world around me. And I've lost friends. I've lost opportunities. But you know what? I had to stand up and be brave. And all I'm asking you to do is just like the show. All I'm asking you to do is maybe just say a comment. And if you're even braver, if you're one of those really brave people, subscribe and share and oh. perpetuate a little bit of truth. Because that's our America, right? That's our America right there. <laughs> Thanks, guys. God bless you. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, everybody. America. America.
America. Love it. <laughs> For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.